Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata with a question we all ask when we hurt. And the question is, why does suffering have to be so mind-bending, jaw-splitting, and at times unbearable? I mean, most followers of Jesus would like to erase suffering out of the Christian's dictionary, right? On the surface, suffering, I mean when it's really bad, feels so useless, it feels so unnecessary, an interruption into what otherwise is a pretty good relationship with God. And one of the first things suffering does is to make us look inward. We get so focused on ourselves, our souls become small and shriveled. We have such a hard time looking out and looking up. But today, if you are going through an extended time of painful suffering, let me share some big picture thoughts. Because suffering is just part of what it means to be human. And if it feels overwhelming, you and I need to remember how utterly broken this world really is because of the fall and how heavy the curse is that came upon the earth because of it. And with each stab of pain that you feel, with each slap of suffering, you and I, quote, feel the effects of that fall. But here's the good news. Listen to this, because here's my point. Scripture gives hints that the worst of our suffering, when approached with a godly response, can help reverse the effects of that fall. When we have a godly response, you know, a a patient, a trusting response to suffering, when we go to God in the midst of our pain, we are strengthening the rest of the body of Christ and building them up. We are tearing down dark strongholds, pushing back evil, and strengthening the kingdom where it's weakest, and bringing salvation to the world where it's bleeding out of control. How do I know all this? Well, let me read to you Psalm 149. Beginning with the third verse, Psalm 149 paints a wonderful picture of a completely debilitated saint possessing an unusual power in kingdom advancement. Let me read it for you. It says, quote, For the Lord takes delight in his people. Let the saints rejoice in this honor and sing for joy on their beds. Okay, some of these people are even bedridden, right? May the praise of God be in their mouths and a double-edged sword in their hands to inflict vengeance on the nations, to bind their kings with fetters and their nobles with shackles of iron. Wow. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. The prayers of a suffering saint can shake nations. I mean, that is definitely a big-picture way of looking at your hardships, right? And it's this big picture that so helps me when I hurt, when I am feeling trapped by my suffering, when I'm bedridden with a pressure sore, when I am tempted to become, I don't know, small, feeling shriveled and focused inward, Psalm 149 really helps me remember the role that I play in reversing the fall of Adam. It helps me see where I fit in God's grand scheme of things. When I am lying in bed, debilitated from pressure sores or maybe a lung infection, my prayers elevate me onto a cosmic battlefield of of, of spiritual warfare where the stakes are about as high as you can get. And friend, this makes the lowliest, most seemingly insignificant servant in Christ incredibly privileged in promoting the kingdom. For as Psalm 10 verse 17 says, God hears the cry of the afflicted. Oh, the Lord has a special interest in the prayers of his children who are afflicted, people who suffer. Now, I share more about this big picture as it concerns suffering in a booklet I wrote called Where's My Miracle? So many of us are looking for an escape from suffering, but the miracle God is doing is a lot bigger than we realize. So visit my radio page today at johnnyandfriends.org and ask for your copy of Where's My Miracle? I think you'll be glad you did.